Okay, beautiful. Thank you everyone for joining us live. For all our friends that are going to be watching on uh, YouTube or Facebook, good for you because our uh, very special friend here has amazing slides for us. For everyone that's going to be listening in to Spotify and Google and Apple, that's wonderful. Uh, it's going to be a really good listen on your way into work. However, when you come back home tonight, uh, get your notepad and make sure you listen in because um, our guest has some really, really good slides. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Stephanie Reed. She works with Ref Content. You already know this from previous podcasts that we love Ref Content. Um, and you know that everything we do, we never do it as a marketing or advertising uh, campaign, but we bring stuff upfront for you guys, our affiliates, that we think will, you would benefit from. And we happen to really like Rev content. So, Stephanie, thank you so much for taking the time. I would love for you to share a bit about yourself and your background and, I don't know, something fun and personal as well. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. I feel like I've started my journey in the ad tech world and to see where I started, which something personal from a small town in Montana, surprisingly, navigated my way through college and what landed up in Seattle and then followed my husband out to Florida. And here we are in Florida where I started my web content journey. But I think the coolest thing about this whole like environment is you never stop learning and that's always something that was really just important to me like the mundane maniacal like everyday job duties just were never something that i wanted to do and i think that's what is so enticing and desirable about this space so uh, super happy to be here. Super impressed by what you and your MaxWeb team have done. Hopefully one of these days we can do like a revert, like a, a seat swap and I can actually interview you, but super excited to share about Rev content. We, we are so honored to have you, Stephanie. So um, I know you everyone is so busy and uh, I'm gonna pull the slides that Stephanie has prepared for us and I'll let her do her thing. They're full of value and uh, save all your questions for the end. We promise we'll have uh, you know a bit of Q&A for you. So Stephanie, you can take it. And if I have any questions, I'll, I'll raise my hand and like, track you down <laughs> yeah hopefully i can figure out how to like navigate the next button but hey we'll work through the kinks together here so always, always. <laughs> okay cool so rev content right i guess i can start with a little bit about me and how i started here i like i said before rev content was sort of my first introduction into space and i've been here since 2015 and i think we can all remember it was like 2014 2015 those were like the golden years where you can slap anything on a page anywhere and make just go bucks so those were fun days. I think a lot of what I have experienced with web content, just the industry has actually given me a really cool perspective of native and a really powerful one. And that all started with my journey through web content. And I actually started at everyone's favorite here, I am sure, our compliance team back in 2015. Um, Loved it, loved to see like what was running out there. I think it was a really awesome foundational step for me to get my toes wet, see what this whole thing was. I still think at that time, I didn't know what native was. I didn't really know this space that well. So it was a really good opportunity to 
like I said, get introduced to this space. I quickly found out that I more so was interested with the analytical side of things. How are these affiliates who are running a gadget or a health offer making money? Like, cool, it's approved, it's a great offer, but how? So I quickly moved over to the operations team, which at that time expand for both advertiser and pub side. And just for terms use for rev content, our advertisers are the affiliates or publishers looking to run offers and get traffic to their offers. And the publisher side is our sites that we partner with. So the next stars, the MSNs, the LA Times, and those are the sites that we get that traffic real estate and scoop it up for our advertisers. So we worked on both sides. I loved Excel spreadsheets. I was in there all the time trying to figure out what offers worked where. And that quickly stemmed into segmenting out that operations team to ad ops and pub ops. And I was the head of the ad ops team for a while where we started a sort of account management program, working with some of our higher or top clients. And I loved it. Um, and then I soon found out that like, I'm just a curious person. I wanted to have the conversations with the advertiser. I wanted to hear about how they were advertising because I could look at sheets and Excel sheets all day and give recommendations. But you know, how, how many times does that I actually get to see it happen? So quickly moved over to the actual front facing client strategic scale launch side of things and love it. Um, it's probably the highlight of what I get to do every day. And now being able to talk to people like you, Anna, and your team, um, the, the performance networks, like it's all just a whole new world that is super amazing to have and invest in. And it's, it's, it's been a huge highlight. So happy to be here and talk to everybody. And it's what I love to do. So happy to talk native all day with anybody and scoop up those ideas and make our product and what we can do better. We love it. And we're very excited. And everyone, uh, you know, listening in or watching us um, online, what I love about the presentation, we actually had a call with Stephanie last week and we were thinking about the way, the best way to present uh, really valuable information to you. And, you know, um, I wanted to for us, for Stephanie to present uh, stuff that you asked us about many times. And I know a lot of you are doing Facebook and YouTube or even working with other native networks. And many times you are thinking, well, I would love to try rep content. How, how do I do that? Right. Mm -hmm. So while, you know, while it seems like a Ref content explains them seems like uh, something for beginners. It's not because from my end, I see brilliant affiliates who have made so much money with social or other traffic sources that are thinking about native. So it's it's never too easy, right? Or uh, having information that's easily accessible. So sorry, I just uh, wanted to add that in there. I, I, I think it's gonna be very valuable for, for a lot of our partners that have asked, well, how, how do I get started with, with ref content? Yeah, I feel like native is an untapped well to a lot of people. It's it's another branch of advertising, but it's different. Um, just to expand on that a little bit would be the perfect segue. But native is different in that I was listening to actually, and I'll navigate to the next slide here, but I was listening to a podcast recently and Joe Adona from Outbrain actually put it really in a way that I was like, I'm stealing that because it's a perfect way to put it. But native is a type of ad that is more of a pull ad than a push ad. 
-hmm. we see you know everywhere every day we're indicted with ads and native is different because it's the use of the marketing in a way that is organic to a user it's more of a discovery journey for them and they're on reputable sites where they're already living in consuming content. So HelloFresh is like the best example of this. Push ad would be in a display AdSense ad or, or something out there that would be like, hey, sign up today, get your first 13 meals free, picture of HelloFresh, somebody happy holding their box, great. A native ad is different in that it's, hey, see how this single mom is saving two hours or saving time by subscribing to HelloFresh the user's journey then changes entirely. They're not blinded by the content. It's organically embedded in the page and they can go discover that content. So it's a well that is hard to crack. You know, how can you continue to pull out the value there is there, but it's bottomless. It's once you crack the code, it can be a really solid source of revenue as an, an additional channel. Um, and it's a place to be creative with your content strategies and break through the noise in a way that users trust you. Um, so it's something that I really enjoy with that non-destructive sort of look because I can attest, and I probably know you all know, that race to find the X where you navigate to find a recipe. The recipe is like the perfect example. You click because you want to make banana bread and you navigate to the site. And then there's a video playing somewhere and you're trying to like scroll and pause it. And then there's like another like push notification, allow or block, you know, track your cookies, all these pop-ups. And you're just like, how long is that gonna happen until you bounce? So yeah, yeah. content <laughs> wanted to step in and make that user experience better. But also we know pubs need to make money. Mm -hmm. And so how can we do that in a way to have a better relationship between an ad spent dollar and a publisher's earnings and then the user experience, which is most important. Which I think for you, especially on the offer, seeing the offer side is so important for these products that you know your advertisers and publishers are trying to run that sort of genuine endorsement from a brand like LA Times, and then not having it thrown at their face is something that increases the user intent, makes them want to click on something and consume content and purchase. That's why these ads are so valuable. So valuable. Oh, I have to hit next, I guess, right? <laughs> so how we do that, um, basically what I said, it's essentially your content is living or your ad is living on pages where we have real estate, whether that's Patch or CBS, Barstool Sports. What's unique about that is, and I'll get into it a little bit more on the next slide, is it's very much diversified. So awesome that we have this fill that advertisers can get creative with and try to manipulate, not manipulate, that's the wrong word, but sort of be creative with their content strategies, tap into those different pockets of traffic. <clears throat> so we're that middleman, basically. Our advertisers are securing the real estate on these sites and we help them do that. And I can get into a little bit of that, um, but wanted to make that distinction as to what made of it. Do we lose you, Anna? No, 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 I'm here. I'm oh, you're, you disappeared from my screen. Yeah, I wanted everyone to focus on you because uh, oh. it's great. I, and I made notes. I'll, I'll, I'll share them with everyone at the end. My remarkable, mm. as a side note, again, everything that I recommend, we don't have any marketing uh, campaigns in it, but uh, Remarkable, The Remarkable 2. Oh, that's a book you said? No, it's, um, you can, uh, when you write, it feels like paper. 
and then you put all your information and all your notes. And I'm the type of person that when I have an idea at night, I want to, you know, write it down and it's fantastic. And then you can email everything to yourself. It's, it's brilliant. Remarkable. Yeah. Here you are just selling me on a ton of things. The I chair know. first and now the... Like, what am I doing? <laughs> you need an affiliate link. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay, cool. So that's essentially what we do. Some of the biggest partners we work with on this slide here, um, third parties as, as well. And um, so it's a great source, great untapped well for most people, but also very known for others. So there's a lot of competition in this space. So back to what Anna was saying, Yes, say you're a really great marketer, you're a passionate marketer, you're great at Facebook, Google, you want to get into native, how do you do that? So first thing I like to say always is every platform is so different. Um, so you should really take your time and learn the platform. It's not that casual coffee date. I think that's like the best analogy. You're not gonna slap copy and paste something that you see doing well and make money. Um, we're each platform is different. All of our algorithms are different. There's no contractual requirement for us to share those things. So really take time to understand, ask the questions, be familiar with the network and do and like don't underestimate the power of responsiveness and support from the team. I think that's probably one of the biggest things that native networks can bring to the table um, because we are a lot smaller. We're not a Facebook. We're not going to shut down your account, you know, day two of running with you and not knowing why. We're not going to deny something without giving you reasons why or, you know, when you're get, getting frustrated with that onboarding phase and you're not sure why you're getting traffic from some things and not others, that's what we're here for. And that's the most important. So take your time, vet out the networks, ask the questions, listen to what they say. Every algorithm is different. What works is different. Traffic makeup is different. Yep. And then work in tandem with your performance network even and your reps there to understand what offers they see doing well, what demographics work well within those, and then act, invest, and scale on it. I think that's the pretty simplest way I can do it because at the end of the day, time is money. You can waste money testing platforms and bouncing around. You can spread that dollar so thin across all the networks. You don't have anything, you know, usable. So make sure you're prioritizing your budget where you think you're, you will perform, but then also don't compare apples to apples on networks. Our traffic makeup is different. We have exclusive partners that other networks don't. Um, one network can do really, really well with something that another one can't. So just understand that in that phase, you will be investing in data. Say it tanks, say you did terrible right side, you walked away probably with a blacklist that you know now can be applied to a similar offer, or you walked away with a rep connection that can give you more insider opportunities knowing what didn't work last time. Really understand that any dollar spent is a dollar invested. And that's probably what I like to say. If you know the network is a clean network, traffic is transparent. You can see where you're serving. There's no shady like placeholders for for site names that you don't know or you can't make out of and all you see is a widget ID, you're not sure what kind of placement you're serving on, like those are all things that should be transparent to you as a marketer. 
So I think that's something really important that I just like to stress, like make sure you, you have communication, make sure you're transparent, make sure your rep knows how you're optimizing your traffic and we can help cut those costs in the long run. Now the fun stuff. I know this is what you like, huh? <laughs> I love it. We all do. All the fun stuff. Yeah, I like it too. And as a disclosure, um, Rev Content is a real-time platform. We don't have data lags. We are within 20 minutes, probably even less. Other networks will take like three or four hours, I'm sure, from experience mm -hmm. to consolidate the data. Ours is real-time, so that's a huge advantage along those lines. I really only pulled seven days because to be completely transparent, we're working with Looker, which is the database, which is amazing, but we're still learning the reporting polls. And some of these reports, if you try to pull for more, more than seven days, it's like a night, like you're gonna spend so long pulling them. So I pulled seven days for the US because it is our largest geo, most of the tier ones are, and it's relatively, um, doesn't see as much valleys and peaks as other geos would <clears throat> excuse me but when you try to understand your network and the volume opportunities working in tandem with your performance um network we like to just lay out the basics on the onset because we don't want to cast too much of a copy and paste approach of a whitelist or front loading but we also understand that as a new advertiser coming to any network you are almost likely, unless you are in touch with the rep, rep gonna be launched run of network. Sure, there's great parts of that, but we understand at Rev Content with how our algorithm pace tests you. That is gonna be a lot of time to test across the thousands of placements we have in a pace setting, which means the algorithm is gonna prioritize you by engagement, your bid, how competitive you are. And if and it's only going to pace you, so it's not going to say this bid wins 100% of the the traffic here. It's going to say let's sample it here at the default bid and test other things until the user signals the algorithm with a manual bid. Then we'll know this is where they're breaking even. This is what they want to pay. Now we'll open up the traffic. So with that, we don't launch people run of network with rev content which is where a lot of other networks will probably come in with whitelists or blacklists on the initial testing. We don't front load, but we also don't run you out of network. So we're gonna isolate you basically to our premium most sought after inventory, which again is all transparent to you. Cast that net and then start to reel in the data to then really isolate those pockets of performance based on the creative set that you currently have running. <clears throat> with that device wise, just like every other network, heavy mobile we have a decent amount of desktop traffic and tablet is you know kind of just like that buffer great to scoop up once you have an optimized campaign throw it into the mobile campaign sometimes depending on what kind of performance you're seeing but everyone has a cell phone in their hands so i always say mobile is your scale by default i think an niu may agree with me desktop is safe Advertisers feel safer on desktop. The conversion rate is typically a little bit higher. Yeah, it's more expensive, but if someone, I guess, is clicking through and seeing an ad on their desktop, the user and like the purchase intent is inevitably higher. Obviously, it varies per offer and what you're actually running your campaign for, whether it's CPA or engagement, just brand awareness, or just clicks and monetizing lead gen. 
it changes, but I always say if there is no plan to scale out to mobile, you're probably going to have a short-lived campaign, um, and you really want to establish that learning with desktop. I always say you're going to split test them. If you have to start somewhere, sure, start desktop. But have that plan in mind. What's unique now is our ability to segment, and it wasn't available until this last year, I think, browser for desktop and mobile. And as you can see for the US specifically in these graphs, it's heavily Chrome and Android. And I think as a marketer, you will understand why there's, that's just enough, just like mobile, I think, and desktop traffic, a lot more people are on Chrome and uh, Android than they are on like Safari or iOS. And look what we're dealing with right now in the space of iOS and privacy. And there's a lot less competition on iOS for, um, or I mean, there is more competition on iOS, sorry, for direct response campaigns because the ad concentration is mostly for direct response, which drives up the CPCs because our arbitrage, which is like the editorial content arbors marketers mm -hmm. can't monetize the traffic. So it's really secluded to that pool of direct response, which just drives up the CPC. Um, editorial pays probably half the CPCs as direct response. So that's why you see that difference there. But on the onset of testing, I always say combine them unless you know without a doubt you would do better isolating you know, Safari from Chrome out the gate. But make sure you're tracking the browser performance because likely than not, the CPCs will differ a bit. And that is also the strength of the data we can pull. We can pull based on, you know, the vertical you're wanting to run and give you benchmarks for those CPCs and CTRs. And if they're drastic enough, it makes sense to segment those out. I don't know if you had something to add. You look like you are. I'm, I'm just so glad you dived into uh, granularly because, you know, that that's so important. And uh, every time we have, you know, a new uh, affiliate join our family, we always tell them no matter what work, network you're going to work with, please ask these questions, right? And I'm right. Guys, a lot of the affiliates that work with me already know I tell you this. Uh, and it's so brilliant to see that Stephanie has added all this. And, uh, you know, we obviously did not uh, discuss uh, before, but it, it, it's right on how important it is to know the device and the browser, um, you know, for, for specific verticals. Because if you are just going to start a campaign and, you know, invest your money, it, it's silly if you don't, you know, know the basics. And any good network should be able to help you, right? Uh, providing. Yeah. You Radics and guidance is just uh, a given. So thank you so yeah. much for sharing. That's, that's yeah, of course. And I obviously didn't throw a ton of CPCs and CTRs on here because, like you said, it's going to vary per vertical. I can, in general, say if it's a neutral vertical, it's probably going to be 52 cents on desktop with a 0.128 CTR. Mobile, I know, will probably be around 35. But then you get into Legion or different, you know, vision versus weight loss. Those CTRs and CPCs will be different too. So that's why I didn't really throw it on here because that's information that your rep should be answering and polling unique to your case. So it's not like a, you know, start here and it's going to work out. Um, 
Absolutely. And we have, if you don't mind, Stephanie, I noticed a question that it's actually going to go very well in here. So yeah. uh, Leopold asked if we if they can use uh, if we have a direct contact, a rep content. Uh, so um, if it's OK with you, I, you know, obviously they can reach out to you. Um, but a lot of uh, our friends, that's what they need. Right. They need someone to communicate with. So um, whatever you think you or someone else. <laughs> Yeah, no, hit me up. Um, I'll, I'll have it at the very end, but all my socials and contact info is there. We don't, I mean, our service and support team is awesome, but they can only do so much too. So definitely we would rather hit me up directly. I'm on Skype, Telegram, all of it. And I'll either, I mean, I have a great team too. So we'll either get you connected with a rep that can help or get your answers that you need to set up and you know that's, that's what we love to do how awesome is the opportunity you know like there's not a lot of networks that can do that so that's another reason why i love rev content being here because i can just give out my socials and be like hit me up you know just hit me up <laughs> you know we i i was worried not to put you on the spot and i was hoping you're gonna say reach out to me because that's what we do too right so uh yeah. So, you know, that's what we do as well. Um, if you write an email to affiliates at maxwap.com for customer service, they won't be able to give you, you know, the granular details. They, they can help on the specific stuffs, but that's why it's important to have a rep uh, that know what's uh, going on. So Stephanie was brilliant. <laughs> hey, you great affiliates, just reach out to me. So it made my day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah love it. Um, that's just the, the, the nature, I guess, of rep content. We've always just been like small work hands-on and our support team is awesome. I honestly think you could go through them and have a successful campaign because of all the information that they're able to provide. But there's something different about getting on a call and actually talking strategy and hearing a rep being able to listen to your back end and like what you're actually optimizing your strategy is so powerful because there's so much that we see and it's and i told you before a lot of this is all pre-click data and that's really what i can share and follow with my partners at a high level so when they start to give feedback on the post-click data that we can really turn that into something powerful you know we can really be more insightful and i would encourage everyone who's listening to listen to the um interviews that you've done with the you know eli and even joe in the past of that post-click strategy because that's really important to a successful campaign where the traffic side will get you where you need to show but there's also a mutual responsibility to you know make that work for you make your strategy and your content strategy work i'll guide you as best i can but those real-time conversations are really important so absolutely reach out to us um <clears throat> so we covered the browsers supply wise this i pulled for our top 100 places for the us you can see heavily we're news heavily news but we also have the entertainment and sports so it's pretty diversified which makes a lot of things stick so with that i do say be creative with your content strategies and not stick to just one. Um, I think a great example of this vertically is weight loss. 
we have the like the exodus effect running for example that it like taps into our conservative leaning audience not religious news audience really heavily and it really resonates with them and it does great if somebody else tried to take like that exodus offer and just run like shocks you know do this every day and melt away five you know pounds of fat or something for that offer it's probably not going to resonate with the audience it may resonate with someone else so our traffic diversity really does feed opportunities for the advertisers if they're creative with their um, creative assets and i'm sure as you know they have the ability to speak with their reps on your end too to understand what the demographic that you guys see doing really well for a particular offer are Mm -hmm. so how can they use that and again back to the poll strategy pull in the right traffic, the right users by way of their image and headline. You're eliminating the concerns around not knowing where you're serving because we're transparent with our traffic. You're eliminating that run of network tests. So really use that time when you don't have an established CTR to find those pockets of traffic and diversify those. I just always like to make sure that's something I I harp on so much. I'm like, please like use what you can see out there as an advantage to you to get creative. But the more creative you are, the more opportunity you have to squeeze as much juice out of the lemon that you can on the network. I see it time and time again. Um, And then something that I always like to approach and I'm just super upfront with is obviously the question of every single affiliate or advertiser looking to run traffic is, what are your top offers? What CPAs are you seeing? Um, what landing pages, all that. And while I can't answer like landing page wise, I can say, you know, neutral, we see really heavy VSLs, but we also see a lot of split testing on short form leading into a VSL. All this strategy, again, we can go down a rabbit hole, which I won't go down today. And encourage you again to listen to the previous interviews because they're really powerful. But I can say, I do know based on our traffic makeup and the pre-click data I see without just falling spend, where certain CPAs should be to see the invested spend actually back out and mean something. So I always like to start at like that lead gen filter. So that's the auto insurance, the life, the refis. If you can't stomach that 10 to $20 CPA, and I know a lot of auto insurance guys will come be like, I have like $5 for mobile, seven for desktop, out the gate, I'm just transparent and I say that may be able to work on some placements, but you're going to be competing as an affiliate working on behalf of like a progressive or a quote wizard against a progressive or a quote wizard. So they are brilliant at doing more than just one thing with their leads. They're monetizing those in different ways. They can afford to pay more. So yes, this is a working vertical for us, but if you can't stomach, to compete with them and work within that 10 to $20 CPA range, it's probably not gonna be the best option for you unless you yeah. do are you are doing some of those downstream optimists like monetization efforts with the leads that you generate, you know, on that front. Um, and that's just sort of what I've seen on the network. There are lulls in the season. Seasonality is a thing. You could definitely get away with lower than that in particular seasons, but at the height of Medicare and Medicaid and the new year, people trying to get their lives straight? Probably not, you know, probably wait till Q3, right before Q4 ramps up and try it then. 
<clears throat> and then also along those lines, we're like, well, just provide me with a whitelist. Again, that goes back to, well, that whitelist is probably generated because we see the traction go, go, going really, really well for that vertical. That's whitelist is going to be the most concentrated, most competitive traffic. So you're only going to drive up that CPC needed even more. So I just like to make sure that's clear to them. And then I sort of go under the, a tier under that would, would be like the tech and gadget, traditional e-com. Mm -hmm. 40 to 45 is a little bit low, but anything above 45 is great. And it's great on our network because that diversified fill. These are like the the e-fuels, the portable AC machines, like the, a lot of the stuff that you see out there for the e-commerce side of things. And you can be creative with those. You know, you don't have so much legal constraint when it comes to compliance and disclosures because you're not selling a weight loss supplement. Um, but again, no outlandish claims. You can't say this mosquito zapper is gonna kill every mosquito in your backyard because we all know that's not true. <laughs> it's the worst time of year here and it's so bad. I'm like, I'm looking at my affiliates offers and being like, can I just send me one? Cause my backyard is awful right now. <laughs> uh, but those that 40 to 45 or $40 to $45 range and a higher is great for those. <clears throat> and then my favorite is the health and the Nutra because you are working with those higher CPAs. You get to be more aggressive, tap into the, the really solid traffic and give the other com competition a run for its money. <clears throat> our traffic does really, really well. Nextstar, for example, is the nation's largest local news publisher. So there's a ton of traffic opportunities spreading across a ton of different demographics. Pull those users in, you have that higher CPA. 80 plus is sort of what I like to say is that good sweet spot for the CPA stuff. I do see some of the $60 stuff and that's great too for the mm -hmm. omni-channel marketers who are you know, using that data that they get from web content, which is exclusive traffic and applying that to their email campaign or their retargeting or even their social stuff with the retargeting pixel. Um, use as much as it, don't just keep web content data on web content, use that, use that traffic insight that you see for your other trafficking or and your other um, optimizations and campaigning efforts. But those are probably where I would see the higher, um, returns on those CPA benchmarks and then Nutra and health pay attention to those the quality of the conversions that's really important when you're looking at the health of a network and the health of your offer what's the AOV what are you seeing at higher on certain channels higher on certain sites like these are all things that you can dive into with your rep does the LA Times get you conversions but you're just barely breaking even whereas uh, WFLA can get you a little less traffic you're paying more, but your average order value is way higher. Um, so all of these things to consider and when you're running these. So I think it's just a testament to the diversified traffic and what we can provide. Vertical wise, we're always going to be most competitive within that new Trevor vertical. For native, I just think it works really, really well with that discovery pull-in approach and that content education around it. They work well. We have a huge conservative um, demographic with some of our sites like Breitbart or I mean even Barstool kind of um, but like the Blaze Salon a lot of these are news are all um, conservative leaning so I like to throw those things out there so you can work that into your content strategies as well. 
But those numbers are important to consider because if you think about all the testing that goes into it, even if you go into a network and they do set you up, like I said, without that run of network, we're not gonna do that, but they isolate you, you're still looking at those numbers and you're trying to do sufficient testing. If you take, I mean, 15,000 sites, right? Even if we hollow that down to 300 to 500, and you're running three different headlines and images and your creative assets, your budget's around 500, $500 isn't that much. So really focusing on those CPA benchmarks, know that the spending is gonna have to go in to back those out, but then asking those questions from your rep, you know, what, knowing that our offers are, or I mean, offers do well in conservative traffic, try that angle versus your traditional angle, and then don't compare apples to apples again. Every network is so different. <clears throat> Excuse me. I know I have my water too. It, it's hot. It, 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 in Romania, we had the, uh, I don't know, it's super warm here. And I, I don't know if I, I told you, Stephanie, uh, our friends probably know, I lived in Pennsylvania for a few years and then in California. And I used to miss like the really cold winters. And ever since I've moved back, now I'm like, uh, how, <laughs> how long is the winter in Romania? It's like three months. We get all the seasons, which I love. Uh, but now when it's really hot, I'm like, I don't know. I'm you know, <laughs> in summer, but why? It's too hot. Yeah, right now we're in that humid, like somebody threw a wet blanket over Florida and yeah. it's stormy. And apparently we have like tropical storm Elsa coming through, which makes me laugh because Elsa, I'm like, frozen that's hysterical <laughs> yeah but uh I think that through with the name yeah <laughs> but yeah my water bottle is always empty so my husband will come in here and be like can I have a drink of water and I'll be like yeah and he'll always take a sip and he's like it's empty and I'm like oh, you gotta go fill it up <laughs> that's awesome everyone listening in stay hydrated it's very important yes yes um but Health, like I said, health is that solid vertical for us. I know we see a lot for you guys. The Salento South Beach Skin Lab one is doing really, really well. Visit Clear, all those offers do really, really well against our um, supply. And so say the next question is like, okay, great. Like we have an idea of the traffic makeup that we see doing well. We know what offers we want to run. Let's try it now it's compliance's turn to step in. So you're you're in the batting cage of compliance now, um, which I know can be pretty frustrating. But again, I touched on it earlier, our compliance team is awesome. We're very responsive and we actually have same day business review times with the exception of like a holiday weekend, like, like recently with Monday off and taking Friday off early, there is a content buildup, but we have the fastest approval times or review times nonetheless. Um, so our team works really, really hard. I do like to, I have a soft spot for them, I think, cause I was on compliance. So I totally am like, totally on the same page as them. They work so hard. And what's unique about our team is we're not robots. We're actually humans reviewing content. And so there inevitably can be human error, but what's awesome about working with a compliance team that are actually people is if you don't understand 
You can email back to them directly with the email that they send to you. You can hit up the rep. We can sort of tag team it and get compliance, you know, in an email strand, or I can try to get clarity. A lot of this just isn't available elsewhere. Um, and so I think that's a huge insight that we can provide to help you get things off the ground and running. How frustrating is it to be in the compliance queue for four days, get denied, you'd make the change and then get denied again because your image was wrong. Wait another four days. Like it's just, we have that real time communication. You make a change, you tell compliance, guess what? I'll move you to the priority queue. You'll get reviewed within an hour. Same time requests are also a thing. We obviously aren't going to hammer them because they'll do their job better if they're not indicted with requests every few minutes from us. And they probably wouldn't be too fond of us if that were the case. But um, we're, we're able to pull some strings on that front. But on the compliance end, in general, as long as you adhere to those general marketing standards for landing pages, we're not widely different. For reference, standards will reflect more of the Taboola and Outbrain, I would say, of the other native networks. So if you are running something um, and we're getting denied, we're open to those conversations. We actually just, and to like iterate that, recently we had been working with a, an advertiser who was trying to get this weight loss offer through, and I couldn't understand why we wouldn't allow it. It's a substantiation thing, which I'm sure you've seen a lot of those denials. Yeah. We need like actual blind proof studies to run an offer and I was we're missing out on so many opportunities So I actually reached out to the network So it'd be like me reaching out to you on and I would just be like tell me your compliance like tell me your guys's Processes and this would have never been something I would even think to ask unless my advertiser was like No, these are like great accredited studies or great accredited offers so I like sat down with them and they walked me through their whole compliance process. And I was like, okay, there isn't a reason why we should, shouldn't like open the opportunity for this. So we're, we opened up the opportunity to run offers that we previously haven't allowed, assuming that they're from a credible credited source and you have the correct disclosures, but no longer are we doing like that. You have to have two placebo blind studies from a doctor because what are you going to run, Garcinia? Like, has that has that ship sailed? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, in general, if you're running something clean or you're not being very claimsy on the page and you can back up with disclosures what you're claiming, you're going to be fine. And if you're confused, email us or the compliance team and we'll clarify things for you. A lot of the times they'll give you those canned responses, which is what you will see is a canned response. But when you reply, they'll try to go into that a little bit deeper. I just say, understand that they're doing their job and they have legal requirements to adhere to as well. We are, we're not marketing agencies. We're not going to say, copy this landing page and you're good to go. We, can't we also can't share approved pages, just like we wouldn't share your working page with somebody. We can't um, do that to our partners as well. But we can help you for sure. We can help you. Also, I say do not sleep on our FAQs. They're super detailed, our hub. And I'll send all this information over. You can certainly share the deck. I, I don't mind. Um, but don't sleep on those FAQs. Help.revcontent.com has a section just for compliance. And you can click through all of those. And when you get a denial in the platform that doesn't say email, see email, you'll have the denial reason in there. So just click on it and it hyperlinks to that FAQ. There's so many times I get like, why is my ad denied? And I look it up, but I'm like, oh, well, 
there's an X in the image. We don't allow X's in the image, like no circles and arrows. So it's a simple conversation. Don't sleep on those. Um, and another awesome thing about compliance is we do have a manual submit form. So you can, without having to log into the platform, create all the images and headlines. You can just hop right to that forum, put in the information, they'll review it and send you an email. So you're not taking that time to upload an entire campaign. And then you know at least the offer is compliant. I know that we can also, you send it to your rep, we can also send it through. It's more convenient that it goes through here because they'll ask for a little bit more details, like the geos, because compliance standards may change per geo. <clears throat> and likewise, they're, they're really responsive and on, on top of that. So the more that you're able to communicate with them directly, I just like to say, you're just moved up to the queue, the more you're in touch with them. So you, you're not like, okay, reviewed, wait a week and we get reviewed again. Like keep responding to those emails, say, hey, change is made, they'll review it, all that stuff. They're great with that. I think I, and I know that you wanted to cover this specifically, Anna, so let me know if there's something that I didn't highlight here that would be helpful. But um, so the reason I, uh, you know, I really wanted Stephanie to go through this. Uh, I know a lot of you guys are going to listen to to this later. Um, you know how many times we we worked on one of our offers to get it approved, then uh, working maybe with another network, we got very cryptic stuff that we would need to change. And for us, we even had you know um, extensive changes to the VSL. And after we finished uh, 20 changes, we sent everything they asked from you know day one, and then they came back with 20 more. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I the reason we love ref content so much is of course there are going to be changes that we might need to do you know we own our own offers as well so we know it's it's cool to change a headline or how stephanie said remove an error uh, or you know circles and whatnot but what, what is really cool and i can vouch for this it's not like they're for real they're not going to make you do the changes just to shut you up and you know give you a lot of work thinking oh they'll never make all the changes you know we don't want to work with them it's actually it, there are real changes however once you do everything i promise you'll get approved so um <laughs> yeah normal stuff no one is going to trick you this is you know uh the big one i mean we're doing this podcast to help you to be honest um it's not a trick there are you know obviously there they might be changes that we need to do but um they're not playing you know they're not playing with us like go make 20 changes and we'll give you 20 more <laughs> yeah that's it's for real. And Stephanie, you probably don't know, you know, I mean, you because you guys have uh, such a good communication with, with your partners, um, we tried all the good networks out there. And many times we were frustrated with the compliance. Uh, not that we didn't want to make the changes because all the good affiliates and product owners will, will be super cool with making changes. The problem is when you make everything and then, you know, the network comes with. It wasn't enough. <laughs> right. Then that's and goes back to time is money like time is money so you want to ride the the seasonality wave or the news wave or what's going on in the media so those changes are important also if you're split testing a lot of pages which is super important in the beginning of testing is to split test what you can and see what sticks it's frustrating if you can't get something up that you are trying to split test against a different um, page that is is able to run but you can't split test this one it may do better you don't know so we definitely do like to be open on that and um 
I always just say your ad is an experience back to the poll. It's pulling users in. So if you can't get through your page from headline to image, you click on it, your landing page doesn't make sense or resonate with the headline image. If you're getting those little intuitive like flags, compliance is probably going to get those flags too. So just stay like in a clear message be real with the ad and the offer. Um, don't have you know fake content syndication on the page, like a fake news headline or a fake nudes broadcaster talking about a pill that changed his life and now he never has to take Adderall again. Yeah. Um, you know, stay real with those. Don't have fake compliant or fake Facebook comments at the bottom of the page. Don't have like a time time countdown for the offer deal to expire. Like these are just things that compliance will flag and it's going to be longer for you likewise if you say okay it's also long to get two pages through when i want to split test this and i want to run it in one campaign but i don't want to get flagged by compliance great tell me tell your rep we'll say compliance these are the two pages they're going to rotate on the back end they're split testing them we can do that you can do that as long as both are approved you're good to go. You don't want to get into a situation later down the road when you're swapping to an uncompliant page intentionally or not. You forgot you got it approved and then you get flagged down the line for that. So just be open and transparent and we will as well. I think, okay, so that's in compliance side. Now the launch timeline, what we do at RevContent say, okay, I got this, I got an offer approved. I always just in the beginning, there's going to be that investment period, but we're going to make sure as reps, we're cutting down on those costs and you know the platform so we can help you cut down on those costs. So I say any preconceived hacks or hacks you think you have for Facebook or other networks are probably not going to apply here. Every algorithm, again, I said is different. So really take our guidance. It's a two-way street. Feed us data. We'll feed you data, and we'll get there. But that onset is we're really, as a team, going to take our time to understand what you're running, understand how we can help with that on the pre-click side. And then once we work in tandem, we can start post-click consolidating data and provide insight. Um, our priority as a rep is to cut down those learning costs and educate you on the platform. Churn sucks. It sucks for you. It sucks for us. We don't want advertisers coming on, running, pausing, switching out for something new. Like that's just volatile. And quite honestly, for the environment, it's, it's like an ecosystem. The more stable that we can get things, great testing is awesome. It's going to drive up competition. But really, if we're able to cut down on a lot of that, you know, spike and and the valley and the peak, the peaks and the valleys, I guess I I say, the better your campaigns will be in the long run. So calls, real time communication. That's what this launching strategy will be. It will move into that sort of. Uh, launch an expansion of the campaigns, which is where we call scale. This is where the rep will start to hop in and say, you know, you have a really low win rate on these placements that do well within the vertical. Mind you, we didn't whitelist you on them, but we're seeing a really good engagement here. Let's start to manually toggle these bids and leave your default bid in discovery mode. Let's test and force test these new creatives on this subset by blacklisting everything else these strategies will come out as we start to collect that data because mind you the strategy is going to completely change based on what you see and how you're optimizing so 
that's where that middle stage is. And then the ongoing lifetime stage is probably one of my favorites. That's when as a rep, we can see, you know, the data we can create, like I said, this custom reporting in the side, like if you're not getting something in the platform that would be helpful for you, we have this data, we have the real time data. So we work with you in tandem on that. And then we even like to bring in our account management team, say, Anna, we have a really good skilled campaign. You're spending two to $5,000 a day. You really wanna get that some more scale. I'm not gonna be able to provide the proactive insights on dealing with my other you know, partners, trying to get them on launch and skilled. But I have an amazing account management team that does. So I'm gonna pull in an account manager to work specifically with you and your offers and your campaign. We're gonna educate them on what we've done so far. And they're the ones are like the gold touch, right? They're, they're the ones that are really gonna take you to the next level of scale, the next level of just opportunities that you wouldn't organically find on your own, which is really powerful. They'll let you know of these new launches that you should get on ASAP, besides just waiting to organically pick up on them. I do say that this isn't a service for everybody. It is for our more invested and skilled clients because we can't dilute that service. It's so, um, it's a powerful and really huge part of a lot of our clients' success. And I hate to say, well, if you're not spending 5K a day, you can't have a service. It's really by um, advertiser and we want to give you those resources, we just need to make sure that we're both mutually vested in the platform before we onboard them. But they work super close with me with a lot of my accounts and insights and um, are a great asset on the network that we have and is actually a newer effort. So um, really excited about it. It's worked really, really well. They come out with like newsletters by month or I think it's quarterly specific to your account. So like these awesome insights or I'll even probably share an example of a newsletter that they send out if you would like. So you can see sort of the stuff that they dive into that is really awesome. But that's sort of like the ongoing lifetime phase. So that is probably the best lifetime path of, an, of a partner of ours on Rev Content. I also like to say we understand as an affiliate that, you know, there are those run really, really hard, pause for a while, run really, really hard. So it's not like you have to be running traffic 24 seven. We understand you have to pause, optimize. So it's not like a point A to point B, you have to do all these steps in between, but just be open, share insights. And that's what really ultimately we can help with. We can't guess and follow traffic. We really need to understand how you're seeing performance on your end to move the needle. Move it versus just like teeter with it. Awesome. Yeah, and I think, let's see, did I have one more? Okay, yeah, I did. So my last thoughts here, and I thought were really important to leave you with some gold nuggets on specifically rev content, how to do really well. And I would say that our most successful accounts are the ones who are consistently testing. I know our algorithm loves, loves new creatives. You can change a color, you can change a word, but the more you feed it, the more it has to serve you and prioritize you. It's when you get stuck in that rut of using the same exact images and headlines, maybe changing it you know, every other week. Really, if you're jumping in there and you're changing, once you see some CTR drops, you're gonna be really competitive on the platform because that variety is important. It avoids fatigue and it remains competitive. So 
the more you can do that, the better. And that sort of goes into being also aware of the market influence. Uh, I love Joe's talk about remaining topical and understanding seasonality. Like those are huge things. What what kind of campaigns were you running that were successful pre, you know, election cycle and that craziness of the Q3 and 4 last year to now? Like new year we see all these like weight loss and health and financial like crazy take off because people are getting their ducks in a row they're motivated that falls off so the more you're able to play into the market and stay topical and feed the algorithm new stuff the more the algorithm will probably like you and prioritize you so that's just a big nugget i like to throw out there and then the second one is really invest in tools to make your job easier. I have like Volume Brax and Maximus on there just because those are some of the primary ones that I hear a lot of people work with a lot. But any tool that you have transparent data, you know, you can see how engaged people are on your page. You can see how long they're staying. You can see the bounce rate. An LA Times widget can perform entirely different for you on one campaign than a different one. So having those analytics versus just the click data we show is huge. Also, placing that pixel. I think that's probably the most overlooked thing. We make it really easy with the image pixel or S2S, depending on if they can change stuff to the page. I know sometimes you can't. So we give you options to both, but that will help us perform better. Um, it's overlooked because we don't require it, but the more we have that, even if it's just a pixel, our algorithm, I will say, does not use the pixel to determine where to serve you. Our algorithm is first price auction, so what you pay is what you pay. Your bid is what you pay. There's no second price, which is good to know, but then also it's only leveraging CPC and CTR, so that engagement. So... By placing a pixel, you're also not just putting it on autopilot, but it will help us know where algorithmically to serve you and prioritize. So those trackers are hugely important. And then continue with what works well. Educate yourself on, you know, I used to be, and I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts too, I used to be 100% against sort of the spyware approach, like um, adplexity or something. I would be like, oh, here it is, it's like a copy and paste. I'm like, it's almost like you're just plagiarizing, but I have found that there is huge power to yeah. those spyware tools because you can use your creative spin on them. You are seeing what the algorithm already likes. You're seeing what's already working. Don't do that because the algorithm has already optimized to a CTR and CBC of your competition. So you, for you to run the same image, you're probably gonna have to pay 3x the CPC to win that placement and hopefully keep it and back out like they did. You don't know their funnel. You don't know how they're optimizing downstream. But don't use it to for that aspect. Use it for the ideas and the creativity and putting a slight spin on what you see working. And it's really powerful tool. Um, and I'm fully supportive of the spyware tools. And then in that, you know, marketing is either plagiarizing or revolutionizing. So you know, use those tools. I'm sure I'm not sure if you see them used. I know that they're used a lot in this space, more so for like the affiliate um, offers. But 
we actually have numerous blogs on uh, maxweb.com. I know you know our friends listening in, and we we have uh, at least two recent articles and blogs where uh, you can find specific spy tools that you can use. Um, I love about our industry that we are all about the abundance mindset. We love to share information, um, and that's powerful because you need competition to be fantastic. That's how you improve. Uh, you know, check out what the competition is doing uh it's uh, i don't frown upon that on the contrary i'm always like honored when people are looking at what we're doing i always look at people that i admire and as long as you know how stephanie said as long as you don't ever copy uh you know content or you know what other people are doing a good idea you can get an idea from someone else's page that is so different no one will could even imagine that that's how you got to your idea but i think it's amazing to look at what other brilliant marketers are doing you know this is why we're all here competition is fantastic uh you know our our goal is to get all the other people to be you know even smarter because you know again all it's the abundance mindset so i'm with you 100 percent yeah it's a great tool i've um learned to love it i really have and then uh, another thing that i actually have seen more actually this past two years than i have in the past is just the information that's out there i feel like the native community is really open to sharing what works and that's yeah. really awesome i don't i i used to think and maybe it's changed a little bit from like 2015 and maybe you have insight into that too but it used to be like keep your secrets yours because that way you'll remain like the top dog in the space but the native space i feel like there's so much traffic yeah. how could you even you know you can't win all of it and there's no harm no foul in sharing and the native community with you know the boards on facebook um the slack groups that are out there podcasts and like you are doing like all of these stuff like the affiliate networks everyone's looking to share and um the network that you can build and educate yourself is just another powerful tool to use in your marketing strategies and then lastly just feedback I've said it throughout this the whole time, but that's super important and super unique. We love it. We love the feedback. It's not like a, a Facebook or a network where we have to rule with an iron fist because, you know, we're under such like a magnifying glass. Like we want to know how you think our algorithm could be improved or if you're confused and what we're answering isn't quite addressing what you're seeing or we want to know if there's a report that we don't have that would be helpful to you we want to know if there's a ui feature that would make your life easier can't promise that it's all going to get done but i promise you there's a cue that we are submitting this feedback and the more we get the more prioritized it gets on their end so just because someone else may have already said it like please we're open communication and channel i um strongly encourage that and i actually think that is where most if not all of our really innovative platform intricacies that um, are different from others like paste testing you know you're not run of network you're sampling placements i think bid by widget why didn't we have that before don't know but <laughs> bid by widget was created from this feedback ui features are created from this so it's really really important and then just to wrap things up guys i know i said i would share it so there is my contact info the awesome part of being in this space is you can reach me on anything slack linkedin skype telegram email 
uh, reach out. We'll get you situated. If it's not with me, it's with our amazing team. We have a really awesome ad side team, pub side too. So happy to work with you guys and um, continue to just scale in the space and make, make some money, right? You want to make some money. <laughs> I know. That's that's why we're here. And uh, yeah. Stephanie, if you don't mind, the team is going to share your email again because on yeah. Facebook, we, we're gonna, you know, obviously we're gonna let the the video on for uh, a little while longer. You're gonna see the views going up because as our friends all over the world wake up, they're gonna look in. So if you don't mind, we're gonna we would love to share your email, um, you know, for affiliates that are gonna uh, tune in later. And you know, how Stephanie said, if you know maybe um, she's not available, she can introduce you to one of her colleagues. But you know, the goal here was to get you people that you know can help you. So. Stephanie, if it's cool with you, let's take a few questions because I'm looking yeah. at the chat. I think you can see it as well. So, um, oh, let me see. I don't think I can. Oh, yeah. To the right. So, uh, to everyone that's uh, listening in to Spotify and Google, um, I'm actually going to read a few of the questions out loud. So, I'm also going to bring them to the top of the screen. So, Ikena, hi. What is the minimum deposit on rep content? So our campaigns, it's all prepaid too, by the way. And I always like to say, say you fund like $10,000 on a wire to save that credit card fee because there is a 2.9% credit card fee. So wires are likely cheaper. So you fund it and it's not working. You need to pause or shift your budget. We get it. You want to shift to a channel that's working. Anything that is in your account is 100% refundable. So I just like to throw that out there. You can fund with credit card wire, ACH, PayPal, um, and then we have credit lines for established accounts available, but minimum deposit, our campaigns are $100 a day as the minimum. You can start and pause those at any time uh, because we're real time, you shouldn't have a lag. I will say if you can't probably front 2K to a funnel to test, I probably would hold off a little bit before you're able to really test and get usable data. I'm so glad you use specific numbers and you know that's that's a lot of what we recommend as well um you know and guys think about it i mean on on the cpas we offer um you get close to 100 bucks if you get one customer so you know spending that uh, as the minimum they spend it's it's obviously uh doable uh tanya that's a good question uh, do we need tracking software uh for example drive on top of ref content or is rep content by itself a tracking tool so we'll have everything click data we'll have the po or pre-click data so as a tracker we are not we're not going to have the post which is on that last slide what i really held in on absolutely use a tracker whether it be google analytics thrive volume brax you need that on the back end. Um, we're integrated with all those via API. It's a super easy use your, your key and your client code, and you're already integrated with our platform. And we have API documentation accessible to anybody to see. So definitely recommend that software. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, Natasha, can ref content optimize based on revenue? Like if I'm uploading conversions to ref content, can they optimize my campaign on a target CPA or target ROAS level? So for the front facing, rev content is self-serve. And like I mentioned, you can place a conversion pixel. The algorithm will still just use your CTR and CPC to serve you. 
with the work of integrating via API with volume, they haven't optimized or Brax has an optimizer, they can do that. So they will see the click data in real time and help you optimize your campaign for you. I say, you know, we're not media buyers, the platform you will have to jump in and optimize, but we'll make sure you have the tools you need to do just that. Beautiful. Okay, so much love you guys. Thank you. I really appreciate you. All right, another one. Um, oh, this is uh, Mother Works with us. So what happens, some of our affiliates are very private and they, they don't like to be on social media. So what we told them to do is to watch and then ask the account managers to ask you on Skype. So uh, yeah. All right. So hey, Stephanie, got this from an affiliate. Mark is asking how much should he plan to spend on a new campaign until he makes it profitable? He wants to move a campaign from outbrain to ref content. I think that goes back to what we kind of discussed previously, those CPA benchmarks. Obviously, the higher CPA, the more you'll probably have to spend to see the, the network and the opportunity. I would say for a funnel, like say you're, you have your creative assets, one funnel, and that's by funnel. So if you're split testing different landing pages, you'll have to go up, obviously, but 2K a funnel. Um, and that is in tandem with like your split testing, creative rotation. But that should be enough, especially since you're not necessarily run of network to get an initial pulse on the values there. And then I also say be cautious of time. <laughs> um, if you're looking at, you know, one day you launch and everybody gets that super exciting one conversion off of like two, five, $50 to spend like, oh my God, this is awesome. And they crank it and then it like doesn't do well for three days. Just be cautious of the time frame. You know, look at data over seven days, even 14, and try to pick out those patterns. So that may cost a little bit more too. Awesome. Beautiful. Hi, Ra. Uh, do you have to be a seasoned affiliate to have an account with rep content or can you be a newbie? I'm assuming that our account, no, anybody can jump on the platform. If you're talking about a rep, uh, typically there is some requirements to get a rep, but for the most part, if you reach out to them, we're more than happy to work with you. So we don't make you to have access to a rep, have a certain experience level. If not, we actually want to work more with the newbies um, to help them really get familiar with the network. Yep, same with us, you guys. I mean, think back to when you started with MaxWeb. While I know a lot of our campaigns are, you know, targeting super affiliates, just think about all, you know, the help you can get. Uh, as a newbie, uh, our, our case studies are when we had affiliates a few years back that worked nine to five jobs and then they were able to quit the jobs. And now, you know, not only they sustain themselves, but they can offer so much. So, it's the same, you know, with uh, with any other big platform out there. Okay, beautiful. So, Andra, what would be a range for CPC to get impressions to my campaigns and make the algorithm work? I, we on the rep content side will be able to pull those CTR and CPC benchmarks unique to your funnel, like, or not funnel, the vertical you're running. So I like to throw that out there because they'll differ a little bit. I will say our tier one for like US um, spenders right now for desktop around that 52 cent range and like a 0.125 CTR, I think I said earlier, Mobile will be like 32. CPCs, I actually think, are high across the board for everybody right now. These do sound like they're pretty high, but it's just what I'm seeing in the industry um, and asking around. So 32 cents range and then the higher C, uh, the CTRs. 
So we'll give you those ranges to work within, but what's unique about our platform is that's a default range. So you can see that default. And then where you see you're not getting a lot of impressions you're, or you're getting very little impressions, you can uniquely adjust that CPC for that specific placement and capitalize on the opportunity that way. So you're not just paying flat rate across the board. Awesome. But yeah, the rest will definitely give you ranges to make you competitive on the most you know, sought after placements. Beautiful. So many questions. Thank you, guys. Well, I know. Yeah. We'll, we'll take just a couple more. Uh, I know we yeah. we went over the time, Stephanie. But if you don't mind, we'll. I would love to take a few more. Yeah. And if I don't get to anything, if you at me or something in the comments, I can scoop through and direct message or respond to that as well. So that's totally fine. Oh, the the marketing team is going to be so happy. They'll <laughs> they'll tag you after the podcast. Perfect. Uh, hey, Steph, it's better to use pre-lenders or direct links to the offers. What is converting better from your, you know, obviously from your end, because we we see some, uh, you know, differences as well. Yeah, I think more prominent to like affiliate offers. I do see pre-lenders way more than I do see direct to landing pages. Now, if you're a brand like HelloFresh, maybe you don't need the pre-lander. But mm -hmm. I think like it goes back to that push and pull these ads are pulling someone in by a very, very clear headline. And so if you're just direct linking them to a home page or the offer where it's like, okay, you read my headline, now here's the bottle and sign up here and we'll send you something. I think that balance rate is gonna be way higher. I know it's gonna be way higher. So we definitely see on native that um, journey for them is much more tailored around the content approach and educating them, leading them through the content with that pre-lander. Unique about that, you get more things to measure. So, and you have more ways to optimize. So, did they click a certain button? That is, does the button work better above the fold, below the fold? A lot, lots of additional things you can measure on that front. Yeah. Well, this this question is actually for me. I um obviously we uh, health and nutra fitness. It's it's our specialty. Um, however, we do a lot of VSLs, which for us work best. Uh, from your end, do you see VSLs working better for native or not? I do see for the health and Nutra a lot of VSLs. So by nature of what I see spending the most, I would say yes to your question. I will say I think it has been like that because of compliance. And I do think that maybe in some situations, I think of like the golden hippos or the gun trees, some of it is kind of like exhausted. People click on it and they clicked on that ad and seen that like initial video so many times. So I'm actually seeing more creative approaches where it's like, technically a short forum with the video for the option to play or the video auto plays, but then there's a read transcript button that pops up that they can actually go read something instead. Definitely seeing more of that um, in the VSL space, but heavy VSL, yep. Yep, absolutely. You know, we that's why we, uh, we we change our approach, and every time we create a new offer, um, you know, and that's that's what's different for us too as a network, um, because we have so many owned offers, right? We don't like to rebroker, um, and it's always, I mean, worst case scenario, you'll get a direct offer just because the product owner, um, you know, has partnered with us. Um, so that, that's important. I mean, from our end, uh, you know, I noticed the the question on quality. I think. 
it's it's super important to make sure you work with offers that are not everywhere before you know you get them approved. Um, there are several. The, I promise you guys will have uh, Andrea from our team. Uh, she's going to share a list of offers that we know they're already live with with Stephanie. And if you need help, she and her oh, your, her team will help you. So you know, I really yeah. want. We just started a new quarter. <laughs> I really want everyone to really uh, get to work, get on Ref Content, and make us a lot of money on our offers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll even, if you send that over, we'll give you the pre-approval Rev Content stamp of like good to go. So we'll make sure that's easier for you. That's awesome. And yeah, at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do here, right? Uh, MaxLab is, you know, working with uh, rough content to uh, make sure that when you do invest your money, because we do know with, you know, with native, it's your own money, you're going to be spending and cash flow is important. So we want to make sure when we recommend a network, it's going to be someone that's, you know, appreciates that. And, you know, it's going to be a partner where um, obviously, if you make them more money, it, it's going to be easier to to, to run more campaigns and um, it's it, overall yeah. so grateful to be working with you know with Stephanie we really appreciate you we're not saying this just because you're live here with us <laughs> so thank you so much and please uh, you know let your team know that we appreciate them tremendously and you know our offers are happy you know we'll we'll never get on that side on a lot of people have asked us if we ever want to go in, into that direction of becoming an ad network and we don't we you know we rather partner with people that do that we'll stick to creating offers that you know that's what we do best so yeah it's super helpful to have partners like you for sure. I'm so happy I was able to help out here. And if there's stuff that was like aha moments, timestamp it, send it to me. I want to know what resonates with you guys. You're the ones asking the questions. And then if there was something that you want to expand it on, also DM me, please. Like I, I would love to hear what questions I'm not getting answered and how we can get those to you. And then I guess lastly, hey, I'll be at ASC. So if you are, we'll have a booth. Um, and I'll send you my calendar link as well if you wanted to share that with your email that goes out with my email address that is unique for the uh, conference. So you can book a time with me specifically or our team as well. And I would love to actually meet some of you guys and spitball some ideas and um, do this in person too anytime. Oh, that's that's so wonderful. You see guys, you, you, you get <laughs> to meet Stephanie live. I, I know I am, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it in person. I'm so ready. I know, I know. It's, it's, you know, thank goodness we're already there. So, um, I, I promise you guys we'll go through all the questions. Uh, I know we went over time, but it was just so good information. I couldn't, you know, it's, it's just. I'm so grateful for for everything. So we will get to all the questions. We'll send you an email with all the information. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. And Stephanie, thank you again so much. You are just fantastic. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, if you want to share anything else, like, I don't know, if one takeaway, I always like to ask the speakers that if it's one thing you want our friends to take away from today's presentation, what would that be? Uh, be curious. I think that's what makes marketers great. And if you're curious, you get the answers answered that will save you money. So ask the questions. That's our job and we love that. So be curious. Also educate, like keep educating, be curious, listen to these podcasts. I love it. 
Thank you so much. How beautifully said. Well, thank you guys for listening in. I am Anna. I run this beautiful network called MaxWeb. You are listening to MaxWeb Podcast. If you are tuning in to Spotify or Google, make sure you watch it back on Facebook or YouTube because the slides have been super helpful. I have a lot of notes. I promise to share them with you later as well. So thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you, everyone. Have a really, really blessed day. Awesome. Thank you.